ladies and gentlemen, we're still doing the whole Ukrainian support thing this episode and this month. Um, so again, we're going to leave the links in the description of the episodes and the posts on social media, i.e. Facebook and, uh, Instagram. So if you guys can support anything helps, um, again, those links will be in the descriptions of the posts and this actual description of the podcast. Anything else? No. Thank you guys. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roller Credits the Podcast, the only podcast where Zach and I dress up as women and talk about movies. And girls? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And today we are doing a movie that I'm really happy that we did. A mm-hmm. uh, classic film called Some Like It Hot. Uh, our first comedy, really. Our first proper comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you mentioned Deadpool. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I guess Deadpool is technically a comedy, but it's a superhero movie. You could this, even add like Samurai Cop into there. But again, that's yeah. kind of trying to be right. bad. Uh, this movie is a straight up real bona fide comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it came out in 1959, uh, directed and written by Billy Wilder, which is kind of this was like a departure for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he no, he mostly did like really serious movies. Uh, and you can actually kind of see his his technical skill of being a serious director in this film. Um, and then this, yeah, so it was kind of like, just like a weird departure. Like this was kind of like the first comedy comedy that he was in or that he directed. Uh, and that kind of this ironically became like his most well-known movie ever. Oh really? Um, yeah. Uh, so this movie stars Marilyn Monroe, who she's top built. It's, it's her first name that shows up, mm-hmm. even though she's not really the main star of I it. I wouldn't say she's the main no, star No, but this. she is top build, which is interesting. I think it's just because she's fucking Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Um, so she plays uh, Sugar Cane. Uh, you have Tony Curtis, who plays Joe slash Josephine mm-hmm. slash the Shell Oil yes. Junior guy. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> the range on this man. And then you have Jack Lemon, who plays Jerry slash Daphne. John Lemon. Uh, Jack Lemon. Oh, is plays, it? Yeah, oh, Jerry stupid. slash Daphne. Come on, don't fucking don't, <laughs> don't even try. Uh, and those are that's your like that's your mm-hmm. real real main cast. Then you kind of have like supporting characters like George Raft, who ends up playing uh, Spats Columbo, who is essentially playing Al Capone, kind of um, the antagonist. Yeah. Uh, and then generally speaking, for the most part, that's really it. I mean, you have this. You have Joe E. Bryan who plays um, Osgood Fielding yes. the Third, who's like the millionaire <laughs> towards the end yes. of the movie. You have Pat O'Brien, who's the detective, Detective mm-hmm. Mulligan. Um, and then you just kind of have like some miscellaneous characters like Spatz's like henchmen and stuff, mm-hmm. but no need to go- very slapsticky for them. Yeah. Um, and this is a film. <laughs> I mean, even talking about the plots. Mm-hmm. funny. Uh, so this is a movie about two guys who are musicians and they witness a fictionalized version of the St. Mount, the St. Valentine's Day massacre that Al Capone did um, in this movie. The guy Spatz Columbo does it and it is a real event, but it's mm-hmm. a fictionalized version of it. So they end up seeing it and have to flee 
uh, from the scene and they obviously, the mafia ends up seeing them and now are chasing them and they need to try to escape with their lives. So they come up with a plan to join an all women's band and dress up as women and go to Florida and just try to get out with their lives. Don't forget they're poor. Right. Yeah. And they're, yeah, they're very, very poor. (laughs) (laughs) So poor. Um, so I have to say, man, that at so far, mm-hmm. this has been my favorite movie that we've done for classic class. Really? Yeah, um, it is fun. It's, I it's absolutely fun. adored this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was kind of weird. I, I mentioned to you off of the podcast that this movie kept popping up. For mm-hmm. me. Uh, it was like really, really weird. I don't know why. I don't know if it was because I've been looking up classic films or what it was, but I think it was popping up even beforehand. I mean, it was just showing up everywhere in videos that I was watching on YouTube on just Instagram posts on like film uh, pod or film uh, Instagram accounts that I followed. Yeah. And then the, the, the one that really put the nail in the coffin was Colin Farrell. So mm. he was doing an interview on hot ones uh, on YouTube and, and this movie came up mm-hmm. and I'm like, why does this movie keep <laughs> coming up? I'm like, you know, he's it's like ta- a sign. He, he's ta- yeah. He's talking about the Batman and then somehow some like a hot comes up. And as my good friend Colin Farrell says <laughs> in this film about play this movie, racquetball with every uh, weekend. Yeah. The comedy is timeless. <laughs> I mean, and it really is, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I laughed a lot during this movie. Um, and the thing that's really interesting was that this movie wasn't, like, goofy. Yeah, because it really could have gone, like, very, like, 1920s, 1930s, like, slapstick where it's just, like over the top like way over build right like they kind of reeled it in no yeah this is a this is actually a really smart comedy yeah like i mean the most i think that you get of like slapsticky is like at the end when uh joe and jerry are trying to run away inside the hotel yeah and then like the elevator like scooby-doo kind of yeah yeah and then like the elevator scene when like osgood like uh grabs I think Josephine's ass, and like you see the the dial for like yeah. how far it's going goes up, up, like kind of goes down, like and then come back down. <laughs> like uh, that's the most. Like everything else is kind of in reality based. Yeah, um, and it, yeah, it's it's a really smart comedy. Um, and I was so first off, again, I've never seen this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was surprised that it was technically a period piece this movie was released in 59 and took place in 29 which i really liked like i i think the idea of like opening up with like prohibition and like having this film in black and white like really added to the film yeah other than the fact because i know marilyn monroe had like something in her contract where it's like she only wanted to do in color films yeah she was like i look the best in color yeah and I, i i adore the fact that like they kept it with black and gray one because I guess like the makeup for uh, Tony and Jack, like it, it looked kind of like green on them. Yeah. So it almost looked like they were like black and blue. Yeah. Um, but also like it feels just specifically for this time era. Right. Yeah. Uh, and again, this movie is not a stereotypical comedy because it actually starts off with a, with a fucking car chase. Yes. <laughs> and like a really good one. You know what? It's funny too. Cause like when that car chase was happening, I was like, did I pick the right movie? Like, it's all <laughs> matching up of like who's in here. Yeah. But like, it doesn't seem like a comedy. Exactly. Yet. And I mean, it's like a gun, you know, they're, they're out. Uh, sh- there's like a guys in, um, uh, what do you call that? Uh, a hearse. Yeah. Uh, they Paddy wagon. Yeah. And they're <laughs> fucking, they got like, you know, shotguns and mm-hmm. machine guns and there's a car chase and it's cool because it's all real. 
it's like done very well too like yeah. even like the bullet holes that are put in like, yeah it looks so realistic and the cars moving and crashing mm-hmm. like it's all real yeah. and it's crazy and the way that they're hitting these turns and there's literally guys standing mm-hmm. on the vehicle while these cars are they look like they're going like 50 miles an hour and they're whipping around yeah there and, was no fear back in the 50s no they were like <laughs> yeah we're going for it it was crazy <laughs> Um, and yeah, I was really impressed with it. I was like, wow, this is a really, really cool scene. And yeah, I mean, the movie goes into some kind of dark, bleak things. Like you watch the St. Valentine's Day massacre mm-hmm. literally happen. Uh, and it was just like, wow, I'm really kind of surprised on how serious this tone is for a film that's classified as literally being, being said to be the one or if not the greatest comedy ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, wow, this is really, really serious. Um, but I was really, really, uh, kind of thrown off by that, but I was also like, you know what? I think it actually kind of does a nice contrast Yeah. because now if the comedy doesn't hold up, it's really going to fall flat Mm -hmm. because now it feels more like a drama than anything else. Exactly. Um, but luckily I thought that this film was really, really funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I was starstruck by Marilyn Monroe. I she's, have she's not gorgeous. So yes, she is very, very, very beautiful. This is the first time that I've seen her acting. Yeah, this, <laughs> this. I think it might be the first time that I've ever even heard her voice. Like mm-hmm. I've never seen. I've only seen photos of her. Like this was the first time that I've ever seen Marilyn Monroe alive and moving and talking and just being yeah being, <laughs> being a person yeah it was, it was and i've never been so starstruck i mean she has such an angelic quality about her mm-hmm. i mean as soon as she shows up in the frame i mean i was just kind of jaw dropped mm-hmm. because i was like wow that's marilyn monroe her voice too yeah it's just like she has like that kind of like sultry like seductive voice yeah where it's like you almost are like hanging on her word of like what she's gonna say next yeah She's and I don't know if you noticed, but I think they do something kind of clever. So the movie is filmed, obviously, very kind of not flat, but just regular. It looks like a normal black and white film. But and when Marilyn Monroe is in a frame with somebody, it looks it looks normal. Yeah. But when it's just her, when it's just her, she there's like this halation around her. And yeah, the 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 lighting kind of like falls off. It just like I noticed that like almost like they kind of just put like a spotlight on her. Yeah. And then that's it. Right. But and it's got like this again, it's like this really nice halation. It's not harsh. It's like soft yet. Yet it really like is provocative in a way, and obviously Marilyn Monroe was like the sex symbol of that era. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she has like that sexiness about her, but there was more of this just womanness about her, like a mm-hmm. real, real proper woman, and just how strong she looked and just how beautiful she was. I mean, when when she was, I think it was in the scene where she was like sitting in the bathroom drinking uh, mm-hmm. out of the um the the flask. the flask, where they did like that real kind of you know close up on her, and I was just like, my god, mm-hmm. she is gorgeous. Yes. <laughs> she is. and she is breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was too bad that we lost her so soon. Um, she would have been ninety five now. Oh wow. Uh, and she would have still been hot. <laughs> <laughs> she would still been going. <laughs> um. But yeah, so this movie is, I believe, in my opinion, a little difficult to kind of talk about without mm-hmm. almost directly talking about the themes. Yeah. Um, because I was shocked on the type, like just what the themes of this film was talking about and what it was 
saying. Um, Especially for the time era. For, this, for this the time. is definitely like the theme is breaking gender norms. Right. And I think that I was just, I don't know, I wasn't expecting this comedy to make me think about exactly what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. gender norms, um, like sexualize, sexualizing women, uh, a woman's place and a man's mm-hmm. place in the world. Yeah, because it's talked about a lot. Yeah, the like there's so many things in this movie that... I was just like, I was not expecting to And maybe be... that's part of the reason why, like, it's held up so much as, like, this talked about film. Yeah. Um, but before we get into that, I guess let's just talk about general stuff. Like, mm-hmm. what did we really, really like? So, personally, I thought Marilyn Monroe was fantastic in this film. I thought she had really, really good comedic timing. I thought, um, I've never seen her acting before. Mm-hmm. So, I this is the first thing I saw her in. And I thought that she was good. I mean, she kind of plays... The semi like ditzy blonde a yeah. little bit, which I think she got tight casted a lot in that. Yeah, role. and that was you know that's fine, but I thought that she was good in this movie. I really liked her a lot. I don't think that she holds up to Tony and. Uh, oh no 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 no! Like Tony Jerry. Curtis and Jack Lemon yeah. are by far like my favorite thing about this. Like yeah, specifically uh, Tony because he's playing three different characters, right? And he has range between all three. I know that Jack Lemon actually won an Oscar for this though. Yeah. Um, which rightfully so. And I didn't know too, Frank Sinatra was originally supposed to play Jerry, but like something didn't line up with him doing like the, the casting call. So it didn't happen. But imagine that. I like, can't imagine that. Frank Sinatra playing. I can't play, imagine that. Doing, that would be ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and I, I also like the dynamic between the two of them. Oh, it's, because, it's so good. Because Tony playing Joe, Joe is this like, when when they end up changing mm-hmm. and and they end up becoming women, Joe is kind of like the sophisticated, more mm-hmm. like calm headed thinking woman, and Jerry is Jerry is more like of like the, the party girl, yeah. <laughs> and because I don't think that that would have worked if they both went mm-hmm. for that. Like they needed to be different from one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently Tony Curtis actually based uh, his like. The woman that he was portraying, he kind of based it off of his mother, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of like clever. And Jerry was just this kind of over the top, uh, you know, just like ridiculous yeah. woman. And but Jerry has a hard time differentiating. Once he becomes a woman, he loses himself in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like the whole thing of like I'm a girl, I'm a girl, yeah. I'm a girl, and then later on it has to be reminded I'm, I'm a boy, a I'm a boy, I'm yeah. a boy, and and he has a hard time, and I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. That that's a really interesting uh, way of of showing your characters and who they are because there's this he almost feels uh, he almost feels like his his truest self mm-hmm. as a woman. I know because when I told my dad about this, like. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's an amazing movie. And then he talked about where it's like, I guess, Jack Lemon for, like, a good portion of time. Like, everybody thought, like, he might actually, like, be kind of showing who he actually is in this film. Yeah. Like, he might actually be gay or he might actually be trying to transition into a woman. But I don't think anything ever came of that. No. But you can kind of see it, like, how, like, he's just so comfortable in this. Yeah. It was it was really incredible. Um, I, I think they did, too, where it's like... Both of them ended up doing like this fun test run beforehand where it's like they they got up in like the makeup and like actually put on the clothes and then walked down the street to see if they got cat called. Yeah. And I think they actually did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so 
again, it's kind of it, it's not, it's a little difficult to kind of talk about a comedy without mm-hmm. just kind of being like this scene and then this scene and then mm-hmm. this scene and like that. This is, um, but I do have like some real like highlights. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite comedic bit in this film was the party bed. Oh train yeah, 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 where Jerry is trying to get sugar the whole movie mm-hmm. or through you know the whole train ride and he's really really excited because he's having a hard time he's she's supposed to be a woman but he's finding himself to be sexually attracted to her and he ends up getting her over to the bed in in you know in the same bed and then it just turns into him you know he's essentially trying to get laid yeah and then it turns into like 50 women yes. in his bed <laughs> and he wants all of them to leave mm-hmm. and it's just like it, it's so ironic because it's like a man that is trying to have sex with a woman now has 50 women in mm-hmm. his ro- in, in his bed. And, and normally it's like, that's incredible. Yet he is just trying to get everyone to leave. And it was just, I was laughing way too mm-hmm. much at that scene. Oh, especially too, when like he pulls like the emergency brake and everybody goes flying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they're just making, co- I mean, dude, it gets so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They're making cocktails. Like yeah. we, we need ice. <laughs> they, they have like, they the, bring out like a brick of ice. They have like the bag too, <laughs> that they like used to use as like an ice pack or like a heating pad. Yeah. And like, they're just shoving alcohol in there and <laughs> making cocktails in it. It is ridiculous. And then the one girl that's like, Oh, I got salami and crackers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my like favorite comedic moment. I don't know if you have one. Um, probably like the the ending kind of like Scooby Doo esque like chase scene like that was mm-hmm. like for me like that was the moment where I was like oh my god like this has become like full circle and just fun where they're like running up and down like they're they're changing out of clothes and then like they see the uh the bellhop and like the man in the wheelchair and they steal their stuff yeah and he's still wearing the high the heels. high heels yeah. Uh, it was, it's, it, this movie was a blast. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very fun. Like I, it's weird. Like for me with comedies, like, especially if I'm just sitting alone and watching it, like I don't straight up laugh, but like I acknowledge what's funny, but I noticed that I had like a smile on my face the whole time while watching it. Yeah. And I guess that just like runs true to like how it is as a comedy and how it's just like, it's, it's a good time. Like this yeah. is just a good time, like being had while watching it. Yeah. This movie, I don't think really, it doesn't. Like it's kind of it kind of sits in a weird place where it it tackles some really kind of serious subject matter, um, but does it in such a light and playful way mm-hmm. that it it just it's just so well written. Yeah, and and it's and it really tackles the the idea of again like you know transgender sexualizing women and mm-hmm. all that um, in a way that if you want to think about it, you can. But if you also don't want to think about it and you just want to turn off your brain and just watch the movie as just this is a comedy and I'm not looking for any deeper themes, you can watch it like that too. Yeah. And I thought that that's just, I think that's a really, really hard balancing act. And mm-hmm. I'm just like surprised on how well it went over. Yeah. Like it did do really, really well. Like even at the ending where it's like when they're riding away in the boat and like, Osgood is like being told like yo we can't get married and he's like no worries it'll be fine it's like yeah. but your mother like I smoke yeah he's like yeah that's fine she won't mind it's like I'm a man is like oh well nobody's perfect yeah it was and a perfect ending yes it, it was because again I was like thinking like how are they gonna end this film yeah um and it was like the best way for a comedy to end is yeah. just like on a laugh right exactly and the whole thing of like <laughs> dude when when they're driving away in the boat and he's like, you know, I'll let you use my, uh, you know, you can, I want you to have my mother's dress. Mm-hmm. And, 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 uh, 
she, Daphne is like, I can't. And he's like, why not? And she's like, well, your mother and I were just built different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, yeah, we can get it tailored. And he's like, no, you don't. And it's just so funny. He takes uh, off the wig. It was it was really, really funny, man. Mm-hmm. I, I had a blast with this movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that we watched it. Um, I think that, I don't know, Did you, there, there was like one small kind of lull for me in this movie mm-hmm. that I was like, all right, I would like to get out of this scene. When they're in Florida and they're just kind of like hanging about? No, well, when they are in Florida, but specifically just the scene where um, Joe becomes the oil yes. shell and then they end up, he ends up going onto the yacht mm-hmm. with uh, Sugar. And they're just like, he's basically like, oh, I've never been in love before and I yeah. can't feel anything anymore. It's very weird, like, how he went about, like, playing this. I this mean, I role. get it. It, it was kind of like him, you know, him forcing her to, like, yearn for him mm-hmm. and, and wanting and, you know, making her, like, want him so deeply. And I was like, I understand it. I just, I don't know. It just wasn't as funny. Yeah. And it was just kind of like this little mind because it doesn't go on for that long. Mm. It's probably only like five minutes. I mean, but it's just like this this dip in in the film where the the mo- the whole movie is pretty fast paced and it's going and there's all these like comedic bits that are happening and the writing is so good. And then it's just them like kissing a lot and yeah. and just him being like, you know, I don't feel anything. Uh, you can try to try again, try mm-hmm. again. Oh, I'm feeling a little something. And I was just like, it's like, OK, it's we're, let's yeah. get back to the. I know. I mean, the only thing that was saving it was something that I liked, where it was kind of going back and forth yeah. of like the tango scene, right? Yeah, and then that was kind of like the thing to like uplift you and be like, okay, here's something that's fun, and then yeah. back to something that's a little serious, right? Um, other than that, though, man, I don't really have any issues with this film. I don't know if you have any like kind of small gripes. I. I'm I'm not on the side with you. I didn't really enjoy Marilyn Monroe's performance. I'm surprised. I really thought I, she was so, excellent. So here's the thing is like I I guess this was before she went like that full like method acting style because I think like the next film, I think it was like The Prince and the Showgirl, that was when like she went fully with it. Um and I saw like clips of that where it's like it, she has better range in that film. Um this I wasn't blown away by with her because it was again first time i've seen her actually perform all my life i've been like oh like marilyn monroe is such a great actor and like she she like knows her stuff and like she did the method and like she understands and i was just like like this must be like earlier on marilyn monroe because mm-hmm. she did get tight casted as like that ditzy uh female role and there were like a couple of points like early on where she's talking about like Oh, you know, like I just want to find like a, a rich man. Yeah. And I'm like, I get it, you're hot. That's your thing. But I don't know. I just I didn't really like fall in love with her. I, liked her I a acknowledge lot. that like she had like the presence, but I also know that I think backstage she pissed off Jack Lemon a lot. Um, and then there was like something going on where it's like a lot of her lines like she just couldn't memorize, like simple ones where it's like my name's Sugarcane, baby. <laughs> like, she said that wrong 38 times <laughs> to the point where Billy had to, like, get a blackboard and, like, put it in front of her and, like, actually write out her lines, which is why I guess you can see, like, in some scenes, like, later on where her eyes are, like, darting back and forth because she's reading her lines off of, like, a blackboard. Yeah, I know that, I know that um, this was the... I think this this wasn't the first time that him and her worked together, but it was the last time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess they reconciled, like, afterwards, but, like, it was just the point where it's, like, they wouldn't talk to each other for a while. <laughs> yeah. And then the only other thing that I kind of have was, like, you... 
it's not a pacing issue because I think this movie is paced like pretty well, but like the main thing that like they're kind of doing is running away from from spats and you completely forget about that storyline until literally 20 ending, minutes yeah. before the movie's over yeah and he shows up in florida yeah and then you're like oh that's what we gotta yeah. do still and, you know you have to obviously you know it's a movie so yeah. you gotta be like okay like the odds of them like they're originally in chicago and the mm-hmm. odds of them like just happening to yeah. show up at this exact hotel I in know. florida like, that's the comedy like, okay aspect. Whatever I can I can do that, but yeah, you are right. There there kind of is this this entire you just entirely forget about spats. Yeah, pretty much for the majority of the film, and then right at the end he comes back. Like um, I get it. Like that's not the main point of the story, right? But that is the main reason why they're here, right? Yeah. So like, had they spliced in like a couple more scenes of like spats like looking for them, yeah, then it would have felt like more like organic of like okay, I understand that this is where we still need to go to, right? Rather than just like. Oh fuck! That's right. We got to go here still. Yeah, I I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I I I felt pretty much the same way, but uh, it didn't like dwell on me so much that I like needed. I thought I didn't I didn't even like want to talk about that mm-hmm. just because I was like eh, I mean it's so it's such a small thing for me. Yeah, it didn't it did not like hinder my enjoyment of the film. No, and it didn't for me either. Like it, it if anything, it's just kind of like these small little like yeah nitpicky things. Yeah. With it. Um, and then essentially, uh, we end up at a point where everybody kind of gets what they want mm-hmm. and it was kind of like nice. Yeah, it was <laughs> nice. It seems a little weird though that like sugar didn't like kind of question anything. She, she, yeah, she like fully was like, I don't care. I love you for mm-hmm. you. And essentially that's what Oswald, um, yeah. Osgood pretty much does as well. He's like, cause you have to kind of wonder like, mm-hmm. Did Osgood know the whole time? Probably. Did he? Is he? Is he a homosexual? Does he? Does he just not care? He's in love with you, and he doesn't care what you know who you are. Mm-hmm. You, or is he just a really horny old man because he had like <laughs> seven or eight ex wives? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe he just wants to try something different. Yeah, it's just it's interesting. You're just like, okay, where does that go? But Spats ends up getting killed. Mm-hmm. That was a cool ending. Yeah. When he gets shot up and the guy comes out of the cake, I was like, ah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, the one guy, the one, the one henchman that he had mm-hmm. with with the golf club, yeah, the <laughs> golf club machine gun was really <laughs> funny. Um, yeah, I, I, I actually, I thought it was really clever how they like hold, they were how the, how they were just hiding under the table, mm-hmm. and then the guy comes out with the cake, shoots him up, and then they're like, we got to get out of here, and they yeah. run. Everyone's like, get those guys. <laughs> um, it was just, it was a, it was, it was classic, a man. It yeah. really is a classic. I think it lives up to the like to the hype of it being a classic. Yeah, I would definitely give this like eight and a half yachts out of ten. I really liked it a lot. Um, so themes, mm-hmm. a lot. Surprise! A truly surprising amount of themes. Yeah, in this again, film. for a a comedy, like yeah. it really does feel like there's something going on here that like Billy kind of had in his mind beforehand of like I'm gonna break gender norms with this. Yeah, um, and I don't know if he realized that at the time. I think like, he did because mm-hmm. I personally think that because in the majority of films during this era were being filmed in color, mm-hmm. um, and he made a choice of making it black and white. I mean, yes, you can say that you know it because of it took place in the 20s so it makes it feel but i also think that the black and white is uh a metaphor for for their not truly actually being black and white like women and Mm -hmm. sexuality and men and sexuality there is no black and white i think people i think he was trying to convey like people portray themselves in the world as "I'm, i'm a man i'm a straight man it's there's no there's no in between 
But I do think that in reality, a lot of people, there's a gray area. Yeah. Um, and I think that that black choosing to film in a black and white was a metaphor for like, hey, things aren't actually black and white. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a there is a giant spectrum of gray. Even so, like I think just like the time frame that he picked for it, like really kind of depicted like you know these were kind of like the stereotypes of the time, right? And like him making this film in that time area, being like you know like a a guy is gonna wear female clothes and like he's gonna run with it and he's gonna like make you completely forget that that's what he's doing. Like the performance alone will like showcase it. I think that kind of broke a lot too. Yeah. I mean, this movie also does a lot with like the object, the objectification of women yeah. and having it where the men are the ones who really are like the men who are dressed up as women are the ones who are experiencing it mm-hmm. is clever. Yeah. Cause it literally is like every guy that they see is like hitting on both right. of them. Exactly. And I think that was really smart where it's like they're, they're now defending the fact of like no like women shouldn't have to deal with this stuff right like especially with like the bellhop going after uh josephine i think yeah and then like even earlier on when like they're on the train and they're performing and i i think daphne like is saying like oh men only want like one thing those brooding beasts Yeah, yeah and it's like again like showcasing that like you know they're men playing females defending females yeah. against men right exactly it's really clever and mm-hmm. smart um there's a really great line where they come up to the they when they first get to Florida, uh, Josephine and Daphne go they're in their rooms, mm-hmm. and she just Daphne, Daphne just got pinched by Osgood. Yeah, and she comes in and she's like screaming and whatever, and she's like, and Daphne literally says something to the effect of like, "I'm not even attractive," <laughs> and and Josephine goes, "It doesn't matter as long as you're wearing a skirt," mm-hmm. and it's just like, man, like if that doesn't hit home, like like the the whole concept of men. Not giving a shit really at all. Mm-hmm. We just want sex. Yeah. Um. Again, it's. I hate to admit that it's kind of true. Oh, it is. I. I like. I. Totally I, I like that. to think of myself better than that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but like. But like when you're, you know, when majority you're, rules, right, unfortunately. Right. And like when you're a teenager going mm-hmm. through puberty, it's just like that's all you can think about and stuff like that. So it's like that one line alone, I think, just is a fucking home run of a line of just, this is what this movie's about. Yeah. And I think it does it very, very well. Um, I think that again, I said the black and white thing. Um, yeah. And just pretty much that by the end of this film, you what kind of like just pigtailing off of what you were saying, we have men dressed up as women defending women against men. And that's kind of really just, comes to a full thing of like them being treated as equals yeah and the whole idea of that men and women should be treated equally and you know one should not be sexualized just because they have boobs and we don't or whatever i mean the whole thing of like marilyn monroe when she first enters the scene it's mm-hmm. like you only see her ass she's she's, like get, she's, she's getting filmed from the backside and she's even the train like mm-hmm. fucking like does yeah. like the the oh, steam scoop. comes out it's just like not even the train can't handle Marilyn Monroe <laughs> you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. like it's smart man it's really really smart filmmaking and who knew we'd get this from a fucking comedy yeah like comedies are always the thing where it's like I think the least about they're gonna have like something impactful some type of theme to them right 
And this one had it. This yeah. one had a big one. Yeah. Not just for the time that it was made, but for the time now. Right. It's a movie that I really do think deserves the title of a classic. Yes. Um, I also want to say that, like, I feel like, like this movie had something to do with white chicks being made. Ah. Yeah. Like, I, do, I got I, that kind of, like, feeling from it. I was like, I, I don't know if that was like inspiration for it, but like it would make sense. I mean, I, this movie inspired a lot of films mm-hmm. afterwards. I was doing some, a little bit of research and there was something called like the Hayes law. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you read anything about this, but essentially something that I actually did wasn't aware of. And I'm glad that I, I learned about this was that American, fi- obviously us in America, we live in a democracy and we have freedom of speech, but films did not mm-hmm. movies did not have freedom of speech up until after this film was released mm. because there was something called the Hayes law, which essentially was being like, you know, you would have to submit your film and the people in this, um, whatever would have to watch it. And then they would say if it was, you know, allowed or not allowed. So the whole idea of men dressing up as women and kind of promoting themes of homosexuality and transgender and all that type of stuff, would not have been allowed. So he completely bypassed them and ignored them and just mm. released the movie and did not show anybody who was in charge of this Hayes, um, this, this Hayes law. Mm-hmm. And this movie broke, I mean, this movie broke records. This movie was made for like $3 million and brought in like almost $50 million. Yeah. Um, and under was, universal studios too. Right. And was completely just, it, it, it completely just disrupted the system mm-hmm. essentially and because of this movie and a handful of others, the Hayes Law became obsolete and they got rid of it because it, I mean, it just came down to realization like it doesn't matter. Like, you yeah. know, it's not a big deal of showing this type of stuff in films. Um, and that's the only reason why really this movie is one of the main reasons as to why we are allowed to watch films that showcase homosexuality or other movies like Dallas Buyers Buyers Club, where it mm-hmm. has a, wo- a woman or man, you know, a transgender man. Um, it's just this movie was groundbreaking on mm-hmm. almost every level, um, and I'm glad that I that we did it, and I'm glad that so far this was my favorite classic film. Film, nice. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm just. Yeah. I'm really happy that yeah, we this watched was a this. fun one. I'm really happy that we did it, uh, and I'm glad that it was. It was more than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I have nothing <laughs> else to say. I'm, I'm at a loss of words at yeah. this point. Um, so, of course, we we don't have a recommendation except for the simple fact of uh, doing the whole Ukrainian links again in all of the uh, descriptions and at the, po- at the end of the posts in our Instagram and Facebook. Um, Zach, what are we doing next? Whoa. We're going to be doing the nostalgia of VHS tapes. Okay. (laughs) All right, cool. Uh, Look forward to that. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, I want another cup of coffee.